Okay, good morning everyone. Uh Abam. Welcome to the Koilel Agra de Perka of the uh, Kew Garden Hills branch. And now we, uh, because of the pandemic, Kol Ish B'Makaymoy Yunach B'Shalayim But nevertheless, we're able to come together for the Shir on Mondays. So welcome everyone. We're already, this is the Monday before Purim. And as this Shabbos, which is Shabbos for Ishchaydesh Adar, uh, amazingly, is also Parshas Shkolem. And uh, I would like to discuss the Yom Tif of Purim and specifically Parshas Shkolem. And uh, thank you everyone for joining us. Actually, I want to thank Rabbi Maskwitz um, for posting the link to order the... Uh, uh, Purim Sefer, which is available on the uh, chat section of the Zoom. You could uh, find a link to order the uh, Pesa, the Purim Sefer. Um, as well, if anybody wants to participate in the next upcoming Sefer, which is going to be in English, on the uh, three weeks and Tishabav, That will be the next Sefer in uh, English. Uh, we spoke about the Sefer Lashon HaKadosh on Sefer Bereshis, but uh, the Sefer in English is now up to the editing uh, stage. We just started yesterday. Okay, but now we discuss the Chodesh Adar Habalina Latoiva and Parshash Golem. So let's begin by analyzing the Pizmoin, Shoshanas Yaakov, which actually, interestingly, Shoshanas Yaakov is not a separate Pizmoin, but is the last stanza, the last... Um, chapter of the Pismoin called Asher Haini. So Asher Haini concludes with Shoshanas Yaakov Sahala Vistamecha. And in, let us focus on um, that phrase, Shoshanas Yaakov Sahala Vistamecha. First of all, Klaiso is being referred to as a rose, Shoshanas. Why are they referred to as a rose? We've discussed that in the past. Why is Klal Yisrael referred to as Yaakov and not Yisrael? We've discussed that as well. Today we'd like to discuss the phrase Beroisam Yachad Techeles Mardechai. The Rose of Yaakov was jubilant and happy when they saw together the uh, Techeles of Mordechai. Now, the question is, Mordechai, when he went out before the king, he went out with a garment of, uh, with five garments, five colored garments. So he went out with Levush Malchus and Techeles Vachur Agaman. So in other words, he went out with Levush Malchus. What were they? Techeles, blue wool, Vachur, white wool. Um, uh, uh, and we say ateres uh, zahav, a crown of gold, v'sachuich boots, linen, v'argaman, and purple wool. So Mordechai went out before Klal Yisrael, before the king, with five kinds of garments. So why dafga was it the tcheles that elicited the happiness of Klal Yisrael? What was it about the tcheles? that uh, engendered this joy. Blue wool is not known to uh, be a very um, 
happy inducing color. Actually, blue is a little bit gloomy. So, why was it the Tcheles of Mordechai that engender this happiness in Kal Yisrael? And furthermore, asks Rav David Koyen, the Rashiva of Hebron, that Beroisam Yachad, Tcheles Mordechai, when they saw together the blue wool of Mordechai, what is significant of the fact that it was together? Together, let's say everybody saw from their own window, then it should have uh, been exactly the same. What is the significance about the fact that it was Yachar, asks Rav David Koyin in the wonderful Sefer Yemei Purim on page Pei Dalid in Maimar Tess. Interestingly, the first question appears in Maimar Ches, and the second question is Maimar Tess of his Sefer. Now, if anybody happens to have the Purim Sefer, Magadar if you want to follow along, it's in Maimar Dalid, and these are two questions we would like to address today. Now, the period of Chodesh Adar and Purim begins with the reading of Parsha Shkolem. Why do we read Parsha Shkolem in the beginning of Adar, or in preparation for Adar? The Gemara Megillah says on the Apchav Tesamid that we know that the new Karbanos were brought from the new fund in Chodesh Nisan, and the Karban Tamid had to come from the uh, the community of Klal Yisrael. The Karban Tamid was a Karban Sibor that everyone had to have a Chelek in. As the Pasuk says, Tishmeru Lashon Rabim. So everyone has to have a Chelek in a Karban Tamid, and therefore they would collect the Shkolem in Chodesh Adar in preparation of the Karban Tamid. But the question is, why does everybody give a Machtis HaShakel? Why specifically a Machtis HaShakel and not a Shekel Shalim? That is the question of the Alshech, Rav Moshe Alshech. Lama machtzis hashekel shehu chatsi v'loi davar shalom. Why do we give a half a shekel, which is half, and not a davar shalem? Furthermore, the Gemara Megillah on Yud Gimel and Beis gives us more uh, of a shaychos and a connection between the machtzis hashekel and the chodesh adar. The Gemara quotes Reish Lakish. That Reish Lakish says it's revealed and known before the one who created the world that Haman is, was destined to meet out and to give over Shkolem for the rights to destroy Chal Yisrael. Therefore, we advance our Shkolem to his Shekel. In other words, or in Adar, uh, Haman uh, met out. He paid money for the rights to kill us. So we already start to proclaim about the Machsas HaShekel in the beginning of the month. That's the concept of the Echad Ba'adar Mashmian Ala Shkolem. On the first day of Adar, we proclaim about the Shkolem. In fact, Toysus and Megillah, Daftez Zayin, has an amazing remez that the 10,000 talents of silver that Haman meted out is the equivalent of a Machsas HaShekel for each one of the 600,000 Jews. That's the famous Toysus in uh, Megillah. Look in the Hagois uh, of the Chassam Soifer, who he makes the Cheshvan, how a Machtes HaShakel for each Jew is the equivalent of six uh, of 10,000 talents of silver. But we, what we would like to investigate and try to understand is, what exactly was Haman trying to do by giving the Machtes HaShakel and how is our nesina and donation of a machzis hashekel counteracting whatever merit and whatever uh, contaminated power Haman was able to muster 
for himself. Now we come to the million dollar question of the day. This comes from the amazing Sefer, Masei Roikeach of Rebelezer Roikeach, the Avbezdin of Amsterdam, the Avbezdin of uh, abroad, who was a Rav in Amsterdam, and at a certain point in his life, he gave up the Rabbanos, he said, I'm spending my whole life tending and catering to the needs of the community, when am I going to take care of my own soul, when am I going to dedicate myself to Alim Atar? so he went to Eretz Yisrael, and he wrote a sefer on the Mishnayis, Alpi Kabbalah. And he asks an amazing question. And that is, we know the name of the Masechda that deals with the giving of the Shkalem is Shkalem. Ask the Rebbe Lezer of Amsterdam in his sefer Masei Roikeach, which has, uh, recent, which has uh, more recently been republished. Why would Rabbeinu HaKadosh, Rebbe, call the name of the Masechda Shkalem, you don't give a shekel, you give a machsas shekel. V'gam l'choyra kasha al Rabbeinu HaKadosh, shebechol ha-masechta, loy hizkir machsas shekel, rak shekel. He doesn't mention machsas shekel, he only mentions shekel, or shkolim. So how could that be? Why would Rebbe give it a name that it's not? We don't give a shekel, we give a machsas shekel. In fact, you're not allowed to give a shekel. If you give a shekel, we say, hey, ha-osher lo yarbeh. The, the, the rich guy comes, he says, here, here's a shekel, keep the change. We say, no, you take the change back. You're not allowed to give a shekel. We're not allowed to accept a shekel. So why would Rebbe call the name of the Masechta a name which is against the Halacha? The Halacha says one is not allowed to give or accept a full shekel. Marvara Boisai, we move on. We come to the Pasuk at the end of Parshas B'Shalat that we read two weeks ago. And God said, My hand is raised on the throne of God, a war against Amalek for all generations. It says Rashi that, well, before we see what Rashi says, I want to tell you a little riddle. The Ben wrote a book of riddles called Ateras to Ferris, and he gave the following remez and riddle for Purim. What did, what prompted Haman to provoke Klal Yisrael? He said as follows, My grandfather detracted three, four remained, he measured himself up, he found himself to be equal, he said, now I can prevail. Get the riddle? Haman said, My grandfather took away three. He left four. He measured himself up. He was equal. And therefore, he felt he could prevail. Says the Ben the meaning of the riddle was as follows. You look at the words, Case Ka, and as Rashi tells us, the word Case is missing an Aleph. The word Ka is missing a Vav and a K. So it should be Kise and it should be Yud Ke Vav Ke. However, when Amalek, so long as Amalek is in the world, God's throne is incomplete. It's Kes and not Kisei. It's Ka and not Yud Kevavke. And therefore, Haman sees that his grandfather Amalek took away three letters, Aleph and Vavhe. By the way, the Marsha says, this is what it means. Eva, Eva, Eva is Aleph Vav Hey. 
when God will select Sion, Eva, the letters Aleph, Vav, and He, will will be returned. The letters Aleph, Vav, and He will be returned. So the Aleph will return to Kes, it will become Kise, and the Vav, K will return to Ka. So, Haman realized that his grandfather took away three, took away Aleph, Vav, and K. Then Haman said, let's make a little uh, tally. What is the Gematria of Kes Ka? The Gematria of Kes Ka is 95. What is the Gematria of Haman? Haman is also 95. Ah! So beforehand, when God is Kisei Hashem, I, you know, I can't, uh, I can't match up. But now that Hashem is only Kes Ka, he's 95, so I'm also 95, so I'm gonna take him on. So that's what prompted Haman to be able to provoke and attack Klal Yisrael. The fact that now that God is not Kisei Hashem, but rather God is Kes Ka, now he figured that he'll be able to attack. So what we learn from here, Rabbi Isai, is that Haman and Amalek caused a diminution in the name of God. By the way, in the Sefer Bris Kuhunas Oilam, of Rabbi Yitzchak Isaac Koyen Sadek, a Talmud of the Maggid of Mizrich, who offers incredible Ramazim, he says, even though Kes Ka is Gematria, 95 Gematria Haman, but if you add to Kes Ka, Milchama Lashem, then you get 277, which is Gematria of Mordechai. In other words, Kes Ka is Haman, Kes Ka, Milchama Lashem, is Gematria Mordechai. But Marva Abaisai, let me share with you a question that bothered me for many years. There's this idea that Haman caused a diminution in God's name. We're in the Megillah Esther. We're in Mesech the Megillah. We're in all of the Midrashim, do we find Haman chopping off the Vav and the K of God's name. I mean, you would expect that Haman went home and like we write Haman on the bottom of our shoe or, or we, we write Amalek on the bottom of our shoe we would expect Haman wrote Yudke Vavke on the wall of his house, and he erased the Vav and the K. I mean, if Haman is somehow responsible for a diminution in the name of Hashem, then where do we find Haman infringing or causing an infraction on the name of HaKadosh Baruch And this, Rabbi Isai, brings us to a most fundamental subject. This subject is one of the principles of Jewish ideology. It's such an important subject, but I believe it's the most misunderstood, misused, abused, hackneyed, overused, misquoted subject in all of Judaism. And that is the concept of achdos. Achdos, can we all just get along? Why is it so important? Why do we need to get along? Why do we need to get along, especially now with COVID? I sit in my house. You sit in your house. You have your box on Zoom. I have my box on Zoom. And that's it. We learn together. But why do we have to like each other? Well, I, I put on my tefillin and I daven. And you put on your tefillin and you daven. I do my thing. You do your thing. Why do we need Jewish unity? Ad Kadei Kach, it's seemingly so important that the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed because we don't have achdos. Who needs achdos? What do we need achdos for? What does achdos do for anybody? Why does God need our achdos? 
is it just so that it's for the betterment of society? It's it's nicer that way. It's more pleasant if we like each other. Why do we have to like each other? Let's just you know, let's just tolerate each other. How about that? But why do we have to be together? Why do we have to have unity? What's the point of that? So I think most think that the point of it is it's a nice, fuzzy, and warm concept, and it falls under the umbrella category of global warming, save the whales, recycle, um, and Jewish unity. You know, it's one of those very important things in life. But what we're going to learn today is that that is a gross misunderstanding of what Jewish unity is all about, and it is much more fundamental and essential to the, the makeup of the Jewish people. And let's begin with the words of the Mesil Sisharim. We're going to go to Perak Yotes, all the way at the end of the sheet. Uh, the Mesil Sisharim is found in number 27. Says Ramchal. It is impossible for God's honor to be magnified save for through the redemption of the Jewish people and the abundant honor of the Jewish people. In truth, God's honor and the magnification of God's honor is completely dependent on our own on the magnification of our honor. God's kavod is dependent on our kavod. What does this mean, Marav Rabbi said? We and God share a very special relationship. We are Hashem's ambassadors in this world. We are one with God. Yisrael v'kudshavrichuchat. And it is our job to be the lens and be the way and the vehicle and the means through which God is manifest in this world. The Jewish people are the ambassadors of God. When the Jewish people are down in the dumps and on a low pedestal, then God, God's honor is on a low pedestal in the eyes of the world. When the honor of the Jewish people are elevated and magnified, God's honor is magnified and elevated because we are His ambassadors. We are Mishakef. We reflect the identity and kavod of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. This is something that we say many times throughout tefillah. We say, Ata Kadosh, Veshimcha Kadosh. God, you are holy, and your name is holy, and therefore, and therefore the Jewish people are holy, because we reflect the identity of God. And therefore we come to what I consider a very amazing concept, Rarely spoken about a concept, really rarely recognized concept, but when you hear it, this is a, in a way, a life-altering concept because it should resonate as MS La Amitai. And that is if we are the ambassadors of God and we reflect the identity of God, then the same way, one of, if not the most important concept of the Torah is that there is one God. Hashem is Echad. I mean, that's we die saying Hashem Echad. We the first thing we learn as a child is Hashem Echad. So 
So that is the essential concept of Judaism. Therefore, if we are the ambassadors of God, we need to reflect and be mishakev to the world, God's uniqueness, God's oneness. And the way we reflect and make manifest God's oneness is by the Jewish people being Am Echad, one nation. That is what we say in Davening Minchan Shabbos. Ato Echad, God, you are one. B'Shimcha Echad, your name is one. And therefore, since you are one, you are ambassadors to this world, namely the Jewish people, are one, they give off, they are. They reflect, manifest your oneness. The Ramchal writes, One second, I got so excited over here that I, uh, I don't know what I did. Okay. The Ramchal writes, in number 28, Says Ramchal, the Tzarech Shateda, you need to know, the Master, blessed be He, is one. And His illumination only strengthens in that which is also one. And therefore the Jewish people. Even though in their personalities they are many, Nikraim Gayachabe are called one nation. And therefore Vahim Ruyim Lishatizik Bam Arasa Yusparach. They are worthy that God's oneness should strengthen itself. But the nations of the world are many, they're separate, and they cannot be corrected through the oneness of God. So there's this amazing concept that God his uniqueness and achtos is reflected through achtos Yisrael. What we're learning is Jewish unity is not just for the sake of the betterment of society and civilization. Jewish unity is fundamental toward we fulfilling our roles of giving over to the world the identity of God, which it comes out then, Rabbi Isai, if there is disparity and discord among the Jewish people, it's likened to heresy. Because if there are two denominations, it's the message is, it's the two gods. Because how could one country have two different ambassadors going on two different missions? So what's going on? Is there one country or not? So that is the fundamental nature of Achdos Yisrael. Ba'ashem Heir Enai, that this idea is enunciated in the Haggadah Shal Pesach. What do we say about the Rasha? He says, Ah, oh, we say, uh, right, he says, So we say, Because the Rasha took himself out of the community, he denied the existence of Hashem. And I always wondered, okay, so he's a, he's, he's a Pirish Menat Sibor, fine. So why is he a heretic though? He didn't deny any mitzvahs. He didn't deny God's existence. He didn't question the unity of God. All he did is, he said, you do your thing, I do my thing. He was hoitzi atzmai menat klal. But why is he kafar ba'ikr? But according to what we're saying, it is very clear. Because when you take yourself out of the community and make you, you make yourself an island unto yourself, you may think all I'm doing is causing strife and discord. 
but the message you're giving off is that if Klal Yisrael is goy shnei goyim ba'aretz, then chas v'shalom shtei reshu yosiyesh. Comes the Vilna Gain, and the Vilna Gain revolutionizes the meaning of Shema Yisrael. The Gros says in Adar Seliyahu, and I found it later in the Sefer Charedim, written by Rebbe Lezer Azkiri in Parak Ayyadalid. If you want to look, it's in the Sefer Akhorim on page Nun. The word Shema Yisrael, friends, does not mean listen, O Israel. Listen up! There's one God! Shema! Listen! There's one God! When Shaul wanted to galvanize and gather the people and unify the people, the Pasuk says, Vayishama Shaul! Shaul gathered the people and unified the people. Shema Yisrael! Gather together, Klal Yisrael, and be one! And if we're gathered together, then the obvious message is, Hashem Echad! Actions speak louder than words. Shema Yisrael is not a, ma- a matter of our declaration. We're not talking. We're not saying, oh, there's one God. What does that do? You have speeches? We're making a speech in the United Nations that there's one God? What good is that going to do? Shema Yisrael is action. Shema Yisrael. Gather together Israel. And when we're gathered as one, then the obvious message is, Hashem Echad, there's one God. Shema Yisrael is by Miloshen, by Yeshama Shol Esa'am. Shema Yisrael, Kulanu Bi'ava V'Kesher Lev Echad, Beli Kin of That's what Shema means. Shema means rid yourself of hatred, of jealousy, of strife. And then the obvious message is, Hashem Echad, there's one God. So coming back to some of our questions, where in the Megillah do we find that Haman was chiseling away at the hay of the Yudke Vavke or at the Vav of the Yudke Vavke? And what we'd like to suggest is nowhere in the Megillah did Haman try to harm and cause a diminution in the name of God. Ober, you know what he did do? He came to Achashverosh. Let's look at number 14. And Haman says to Achashverosh, Vayoymer Haman amelch Achashverosh, Yesh noyam echad, Mefuzar u mefayrod bein hoamim, Bechay o medinois machusecha. Haman said to Achashverosh, There's this nation that's scattered among all the nations of the world. So we read it. Haman was saying, Achashverosh, There's this people, they're everywhere. There are Jews everywhere. But let's look carefully at what he was saying. They are mifuzar umifayrad. They are a separate people, a disparate people, a people of schism and discord. Therefore, we will be able to overcome them, says Rav Shloima al which, by the way, he wrote this commentary to send to his father-in-law as a shalachmanis. And the Manais Halevi, he writes on the words, Yeshnai Amechad Mefuzar Mefeirar Mikolo Amim, Bein Amim, that Haman understood the power, the Segul of Klal Yisrael, is their Achdos. Because since they have one God and one Torah, they are one nation. However, as soon as they lose that Achdos, as soon as there is discord and strife, 
they're no longer eligible to cling to their Hashem Echad and their Torah Achas. And therefore, Haman, by saying, Yeshnai Amechad, Mefuzar Umefairad, Bein Ha'amim, he was pointing out to Achashverosh that the Jewish people have lost their greatest defense and their greatest protection and their greatest mala, namely their uniqueness as one unified people. But Lafidar Kenu, the way we're understanding it, we now understand, in fact, Haman was causing, uh, causing a diminution in Hashem's name. Because if he's splitting the Jewish people in half, and if there's m- more than one nation, and we're Mefuzar Mefairad, then that is deemed, and that is the equivalent, and that is the tantamount to doing likewise with the name of God. Meaning, even though we don't find any explicit reference to Haman chiseling and causing a diminution in the name of God, but that is what he's doing to the Jewish people and doing that to Klal Yisrael. If we are Ka'amcha Yisrael, Shnei Goyim Ba'aretz, then Hashem is not Ate'echad, V'Shimcha Echad, Chas V'Shalom. This is the approach based on Rav Shona Al-Kabetz. That Haman, in fact, was digging deeper than just pointing out the lack of Jewish unity. Jewish unity is important because by our very dif- definition, Atem Edai, the Navi Yishai says, we give testimony to who God is. And our state and our status is a reflection of God's status. And therefore, says the Manos Halevi, and this is offered by the Manos Halevi in a few places, and the Shla Kadosh brings out the same idea as well as Rabbi Yonison Ibishitz, that when Esther recognized that Haman was sort of tapping into the nerve, the nerve center of the Jewish people, he wasn't just saying we don't get along. What he was doing was he was trying to cause a schism in our essential fabric, thereby causing a diminution in the name of God. Esther says there's only one solution. Go gather all the Jews that are found in Shushan. And do what? Nothing. Just gather them. That's the remedy. Gather the Jews. We need to come together. We need to act as a unified people. It's not a matter of wearing the same garments. Nobody cares what garments you wear. Not any Jew should care, nor does God care what color your garments are. God doesn't care what your uh, alle- your allegiance to any particular um, yeshiva or chasidus. That's not what we're talking about. Do you recognize and see yourself as part of one unified nation? Or do you see yourself as uh, specifically and solely affiliated with your particular brand? Leich kenois as kol do you belong to the Goy Echad Va'aretz? And now you're able to reflect Atta Echad V'Shimcha Echad? Or not? The Manas Halevi says that this is in, uh, in direct combat and contrast to when Haman said, Yeshnoyam Echad Mefuzar Mefoyrad. We need to show, no, Kenois is Kala Yehudim. By the way, the Manas Halevi says that that is the reasoning and the rationale for Mishlayach Manas, the reason of Shalach Manas. Why do we give Shalach Manas? Because we're trying to counteract 
the accusation of Haman. Haman says we're Yeshnai Amechad Mefuzar Umefayrad, and therefore we say no, we're not Mefuzar Umefayrad. By the way, the Kliyakar says at the end of Parshas Beshalach, Vayavoi Amalek, Vayilachem Im Yisrael Berfidim. When does Amalek come? When we're Refidim, a lashon of Nifrad, Praydim, Nifradu, Pirud Levavois. When we're Refidim, that's when Amalek comes. So the rectification is. Kenoisis Kalayudim Rav Yonis and Ibishis also says Chelakal Jewish Gimel that when we are unified, when we are one, nobody can dominate us. Even Haman recognized that. That's why he pointed out Yeshnayam Echad. The Shla also says Parshas Tzavah is Chaf Aleph Leich Kenoisis Kalayudim Hefech the Maimer of Haman that we're Amechad Mefuzar Mefayrad. By the way, the Gra also points out uh, two. Incredible observations. The Grub points out in Megillah Esther, where if we go back to number twelve, the pasuk says, "Ushar Hayudim Asher B'Medina Is Hamelech Nikalu Right? Nikalu Ve'Amad. What?" They gathered and he stood up to say, Nikalu ve'amdu. Ve'amad says the Gra, be'achtos gamor. Then the Pasuk says, ve'kibel ha'yehudim. What do you mean ve'kibel? Ve'kibelu ha'yehudim. No, kulam ke'echad. Why the emphasis on the unity? But clearly this was the focus of the Jewish people in their combat against Taman, who recognized that since Klal Yisrael are the ambassadors of God, their state reflects God's identity. So therefore we realized, and we took Esther's message to heart, Lech Kenoises Kol HaYehudim. And therefore it was, Ve'amoid Al-Navsham, Ve'kibel HaYehudim. By the way, the Manas HaLevi says that's the reasoning of Shalach Manas, to show that in fact we do have Achdos. That's why the Chsam Soifer, the Ksav Soifer Paskins, that if somebody gives Shalach Manas a million dollars, and a million dollars Shalach Manas, and he writes from your secret admirer, you're not Yotze, the mitzvah of Shalach Manas. Because if the purpose of Shalach Manas is to create unity, if the recipient doesn't know who the benefactor is, you're not creating any unity. So this was the uh, goal of Klal Yisrael in the times of Purim, to be able to overcome the accusation of um, Haman. By the way, there's a beautiful maral. The maral basically says this uh, straight out. Where the maral says in the Archadash that the mitzvah of Shalach Manus is an exact uh, battle, an exact point of attack against Haman and against Amalek. Amalek wants to demonstrate that God's name is not one, and therefore we give Shalach Manus to show we are one. What's going on over here? It's not apples and oranges. It's not apples to apples, it's apples to oranges. Think about the contrast. The Maral is saying, Amolek says God is not one, and we give Shalach Manus to show we are one. Who's talking about the Jewish people? Amolek is saying God isn't one. So what, what does it accomplish to say the Jewish people are one? 
but clearly our state of being is a reflection of the state of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And therefore, if Amalek is saying we are that the, God is not one, when we gather together and we show our unity, we demonstrate that in fact, Ata Echad, V'Shimcha Echad, Umi Kamcha Yisrael Goy Echad Ba'aretz. comes the Alshech HaKadosh, Rav Moshe Alshech, in number 22. And he says, why do we give a matzah sashekel? I mean, that's cheap. You know, when people come around uh, collecting money, when the kids come around, and you give them 50 cents, you know, what do you think the kid thinks? The kid says, you know, you can't give me a dollar. You know, it's, uh, why are you giving 50 cents? Once you're giving it, you give the full uh, shekel. Says the Alshech that he heard from Rav Shlema Al-Kabetz, that this is to demonstrate the unity of the Jewish people. You know why we each give a matzah sashekel? To demonstrate, to proclaim, to articulate that without you, my friend, without the rest of the Jewish people, I'm only a half a being. I'm, without you, I am not complete. Don't let nobody think that they are an island unto themselves. Don't think they are nifrad mechaveroi. As if each one is only a, a, an entity by themselves. Everyone has to recognize that without my chaver, without my neighbor, without the rest of the Jewish people, I'm only half an entity. I'm only a chasi. Each one, we're only shalem together. That is the purpose of the Machsus HaShekel. Everyone recognizes that we all need each other. Everyone in Klal Yisrael has a critical role a critical place. Without you, my friend, we are incomplete. So that is the message of the Machsas HaShekel, which now perhaps we understand how the Machsas HaShekel counteracted Haman. Because Haman was demonstrating, we are mefuzar umefoyrad, we are a disparate nation, but the message and the accomplishment of the Machsas HaShekel was that no, Haman, we all recognize, we all acknowledge that without another Yid, we are only a machzis, we are only a half. By the way, the Masei Roy Keach, Rebbe Lezer, um, of Amsterdam, he brings that the Gematria of Shekel, 430, is the same as Nefesh. Nefesh is also 430. Indicating that the reason why we give a machzis a Shekel, and not a Shekel Shalei, is that I am not a complete, fulfilled nefesh. My soul is a half. We are only a soul. We are only a nefesh together. We, are, we need each other for our fulfillment and our shlemos. And now we come to the amazing... By the way, the Rav Yitzhak Isaac Chavar says in his drush for Shabbos Golem, what did they make out of the Matzah HaShekel and the Mishkan? They made the Adonim, which were the sockets upon which everything stood indicating that the God residing in the Jewish people was found was founded upon, was stood upon, rested upon the Jewish unity. Because when we are one, then 
we're demonstrating God is one, and God's achdos and ha'ara could be mischazek banu, like the Ramchal wrote. Okay. That is how the Machsus HaShakel counteract, counteracted Haman. Haman wanted to show and the giving of the Machsus HaShakel indicated no. We are one without each other. We are lacking. We are missing. Now watch this. Haman said By doing so he said that God is not one. The Jewish people don't really believe God is one. They're not giving over that message. The way we rectify that is Lech Kenoisus Kal Ayyhudim. Vikibel Hayhudim Lashon Yachid. The Amoid Lashon Yachid. Mishlayach Manois. To be Marba Ahava Viachva. We wanted, in fact, God's Shechina to rest on us like it rested on the Adonim. And therefore, you know when we were truly happy? Says the Gra, the Tcheles here were the Tcheles of Mordechai's Tzitzis. Why do we use blue wool in the Tzitzis? Why Tcheles? Says the Gemara in Chulandaf Peites. Rev Meir says, Why is Tcheles different from any other color? Because Tcheles is doime le yam. Yam is doime le rakia. Rakia is doime le even asapir. Even asapir is doime to the kise hakavayid. The Tcheles represents God's complete throne. God's residing of his shechina on his throne. The completion of God's name. One of the reasons why we don't have Tcheles when there's no Beis Hamikdash is because since God's name is not complete and His throne is not complete, so without His Kisei, what good is the Tcheles to remind us of His Kisei? If He's on a case, Tcheles reminds us of a Kisei, but if He's on a case, we don't need the Tcheles. When the Jewish people saw the Tcheles of Mordechai and they recognized God's throne was now being completed, and why was it being completed? Beroisam Yachad Tcheles Mordechai because contrary to what Haman believed, we were able to be Kenoises Kol HaYehudim, and it was Vikibel Lashon Yachid, and it was Ve'amoid Lashon Yachid. So the joy was through seeing the Tcheles of Mordechai, which we saw Ve'yachad. Ah! So Be'roisam Yachad Tcheles Mordechai, we were able to rejoice. But this was also accomplished through the giving of the Machzis HaShakel, comes the Shach al And he says, we know there's a system of gematria called At-Bash, where the Aleph is exchanged for a Toph, and the Beis for a Shin, and the Resh for a Gimel, and a Kuf for a Dalet. Let's take the word Shekel. Shekel is Beis, a Shin is a Beis, a Kuf is a Dalet, and a Lamet is a Chaf. Bez, Dalid, Chaf. Shekel biat bash. Bez, Dalid, Chaf. Ah, Bez, Dalid, Chaf. Twenty-six. Twenty-six. According to higher mathematics, two, 
four and twenty is twenty-six. The name of Hashem. You know why we don't give a full shekel? Because God's name is not complete. Shekel is gematria yud kevavke, but the, the yud kevavke is not manifest. It's right now only yud k. So we have to give a machzus hashekel. Ah, oh. comes the masay roikeach, and he says a chiddush. He says if the reason why we don't give a, ma- a shekel shalim bismanazeh is because shekel is yud kevavke, and God's name is not complete. Then, when Mashiach comes, he says a chidosh, everyone will give a shekel shalem. The reason we don't give a shekel shalem now is because shekel is gematria yud kevavke, and God's name is not complete. But when God's name will be complete, we're going to give a shekel shalem. Now, a Adam Gadol uh, was reading the Sefer, Magna Rakia, and he asked, he said, you can't print this. Why? Because how could you say that when Mashiach comes, we're going to give a shekel shalem? I said, I don't say it. It's the Master Rekeach. He said, yeah, but uh, we know that uh, there is a concept that the Torah will not change when Mashiach comes. So how could you say when Mashiach comes, we'll give a shekel shalem? Well, the good thing is, the Master Rekeach himself asked this question. The Master Rekeach says that, we're going to give a shekel shalem. And this is Marumas in the Torah. Machzis ha-shekel now. V'shekel ha-kodesh. So, this is not a violation of Torah Zuloite Very similar to the way the Chassam Soifer gets out of these types of questions where the Chassam Soifer finds a remez in the Chumash itself to things that may be adjusted at a later time. For instance, the building of the uh, Mishkan, which was adjusted by Shloimai. So the Chassam Soifer says that's not a problem of Ein Novi Rashai Lechadesh Tavar, because it's V'chein um, Ta'aseh in Parashat Shuma is saying that you should do in accordance with what I show you at a later time. Well, says the uh, Master Ekech, V'davar, look where I'm pointing, in number 38, V'davar, Zemerumaz, V'tayra, V'amrai, Machzus HaShekel, V'shaka HaKadosh, T'lachar, V'shaka HaKadosh, V'meyusar. The words V'shaka HaKadosh is extra. L'chein nirlani ezdaiti, Shehatayra Merames. This is not a violation of Torah, Zuloi, Teich, Mokhlafes. The Torah itself is Merames, Shalosin, Yinu, Shekel HaKadosh. The word HaKadosh is spelled missing above. It should be spelled Hey Kuf Vav Dalachin. If you calculate the gematria of Shekel Hakodesh without a Vav, it's gematria Bebias Mashiach Ben David. Shekel Hakodesh will be when David Amalek comes. And now we understand why Rabbeinu Hakadosh named the Masechta not Machzus Hashakel. He named it Masechta Shkalim because Rabbi named the name of the Masechta the ideal form of the fulfillment of the mitzvah, which is a shekel shalem. And that is why in the Yoytzrois for Mosef HaParsha Shkalem, now I don't know if uh, you gentlemen in your shuls, they say the Yoytzrois. So if they don't say it, you'll be Yoytzrois now. V'shekel esa b'bayis nacha in venisa. 
No, um, Rav Nassim, you want to do a good nusach for that? What's the nusach for Shekel Asa Vabayas Nacha in Venisa? How does that go? Shekel Asa Vabayas Nacha in Venisa. No, somebody help me out here. Anyway, why does the Rav Lezer HaKalir write, V'shekel Esa, I will bear, I will carry a shekel. I will offer a shekel in the base of Mikdash. What do you mean you offer a shekel? You don't offer a machsas a shekel. No. When the base of Mikdash is uh, rebuilt, it's B'shekel Esa, V'vayis Nacham And that is why the name of the Masechta is not Masechta Machsas HaShekel, it's Masechta Shkolem. But nowadays, our Avoidah in learning about the Machsas HaShekel is recognizing that we are not Mefuzar u Mefoyrad Bein Ha'amim, just the opposite, Lehepoch, we are Leich Kenoises Kolayudim, we are Amechad, Ata Echad, Veshimcha Echad, Umik Amcha Yisrael, Goy Echad Ba'aretz. Okay, Rabbi Isai, thank you everybody for listening, and Be'ezus Hashem, everyone's invited to join us at 4.30 today for the Igeres Haramban. And uh, 9.15 tonight, Masech Yavamas. If anybody wants the Sefer on Purim, uh, Rabbi Maskus was kind enough to post it on the chat, or you could get it on our website, rabbidg.com. Tomorrow at 1 p.m., there will be a special shear on Inyone Purim to South Africa. But uh, if you come on, nobody's looking. Every, it's, uh, anybody is invited. Tomorrow at, two, at 1 p.m., Wednesday night, there are going to be two shiurim, 7.45 and 8.30. And Thursday night is a special Shas Illuminated um, crash course of Hilchas Taras HaMeshbacha and Shilas of Taras HaMeshbacha that came come up during COVID. So it's a busy week. Rabbi Yisai, have a great uh, day. Baruch